What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. <laughs> For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday's The Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I got money. All right. You know what? I actually thought that uh, I'm going to start uploading videos on the Coach Greg Adams channel again. All right, uh, probably short edited videos, like with updated content and like, you know what I mean? Talking about updated stuff, TikTok videos. I might start giving the Coach Greg Adams channel some love. Flagship channel. All right, so if most people don't know, I have another channel over there. I got like eight channels. All right, I got like 10 channels. I was once had them all monetized, but now I don't got no money. I got money. <laughs> anyway, uh, today's topics today, we're going to talk about PJ Washington. All right, P.J. Washington, is P.J. Washington protecting his seed? We're educating young men today. P.J. Washington potentially might not be protecting his seed. We're also going to talk about a divorced woman who admits that she's a pure, unadulterated hater for her ex-husband after she divorced, graped him to kingdom come. Now she's mad because he didn't leveled up, level up, level up. Now his ass got his life together, all right? And she's like, how dare you? Yo, she's sitting around hating on his ass from the sidelines, all right? Typically, uh, this does happen. I'm experiencing uh, such as well. And many of them are on the path of destruction to try to take your hard work. They feel that they're they're entitled to your the 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 fruits of your labor after they done divorce, raped you to kingdom come. Did I say mm -hmm. the right? All right, we're going to talk that. <laughs> all right, we're also going to talk about when men lead. We're going to talk about leadership styles. We're going to talk about uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Um, he tried to go in and lead in a particular way. Women always ask, why don't men lead? And men aren't leading, particularly in the communitas, com uh, particularly in, uh, I mean, this is a worldwide phenomenon, especially in the entitled American woman, right? The entitled American modern woman. We're going to talk about that. And if you don't follow me on social media, check out all of my social medias. Greg Adams, Coach Greg Adams TV is on Instagram. Um, also TikTok. I think it's Coach Greg Adams. No, it's CGA Live on TikTok. You know, I get all kind of pages deleted, so I have to ha I have a hard time keeping track of what's what uh, these days. Uh, but anyway, it is what it is. Shop, follow me on all these other channels here on YouTube. Uh, particularly, we're trying to build up the Notorious CGA channel over there. So anyway, enough about that to let your voice be heard on today's topics. Bottom line right there, right over there. Dollar sign CGA live right there on the cash app. And you also have Venmo options. Coach Greg Adams. TV ever on Bimo and PayPal. All right, PayPal. Uh, PayPal got me backslash Coach Greg Adams. You're going to see something like CGA or it'll say something like G7 Performance Training. That was uh, that was like one business name that I had for my fitness. And so um, anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, on uh, what do you call it? PayPal, <laughs> PayPal, new, 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 new world order. They tripping. They tripping on a brother, but um, that was one name that I had for my, that was like one of the earliest business names that I had for my fitness program. And I end up changing it like three times. So if you get over there and you see that, you'd be like, what is this? What is this performance training? All right. Um, that's what it'll probably say. So go ahead and let your voice be heard. Anyway, do me a favor, hit the like button, or we're going to have to see a little belly deli. The FUPA print is definitely going to go crazy. If I don't get 50% like ratio. And the reason why is I know you nasty boys like that FUPA print. All right, we call it a gunt. All right, you guys like those flaps and all those things. You know, you know when you super nasty, you be like, I like it to be like, she like five flaps all the way down. Mm -hmm. Am I getting a little bit too? This is a morning show. This is a family show. Okay, 
but you know it'd be like a flat flat you know you guys know what i'm talking about mm. all right you guys nasty boys know exactly what i'm talking about don't act like i'm the only one in this room where it'd be like right at the you know this type of flap and then it'd be the under bra flap then it'd be the flap before the big belly flap all right you know what i'm talking about and then it'd be one under there right by the never mind <laughs> never mind i'll spare you the details on that one and that's you <laughs> be like five flaps six flaps it's all better you know what i mean you know you'd be like there's one there i can hide one there i can hide it there i can hide it there <laughs> people drinking <laughs> oh man <laughs> shout out to the nasty boys in the building yo and that's you. Oh, man. Anyway, hey, do me a favor. Hit that like button or we're going to see some in the building. All right. And shout out to the ladies that have them. Nasty boys, stand up. There's somebody for everybody. Someone to love. All right. There's someone to love. All right. And there's more to love. There's more to love. Ladies and gentlemen, there's more to love over there. I'm not mad at you. All right. Don't do this on the regular. You know what I mean? Have you a couple of uh, slimmies? You know what I mean? Have you a couple of slimmies? I'm not. A, I'm a non-monogamous guy. All right, shout out to Alan Roger Curry. Does he get enough respect around here? He get enough respect around here. Alan Roger Curry, I've never talked to him. I never engaged with him. He's a guy that I never engaged with, I don't think. Um, but shout out to him. He's introduced a lot of stuff into the lexicon, and he doesn't produce a lot of content as far as I'm, no. All right, uh, lately. But uh, he's definitely donated to the lexicon, non-monogamous, monogamous, uh, non-sexual attention, sexual attention. All right, all of these things that, um, you know, you've heard other people talk about it. And you've heard other people talk about it and not even give the dude no credit. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm just playing. Um, anyway, like legitimately not give him any credit. So I'm giving him some credit. How we doing here? All right. Uh, shout out to the coach. Gang. Let me acknowledge the earlier contributors to today's show. How about we do that? Shout out to Big Buck in the building. All right. Can I say that on television? Big Buck. He says, pray for me, coach. Being dragged. Through the courts. Oh, damn. Oh, no, not another brother. And he doesn't look like he's a young buck. Big Buck is not a young buck, and he's getting dragged in the family court system. Oh, man, these are tough times for you men. All right. Um, you know, these guys, you know, when you get older, it's, it's 28 to 3. You guys look at, you guys look at your, you guys look at your marriage. You're married for five, seven, six you know, maybe 10 years, and it's 28 to 3. All of a sudden, it's going downhill, and you're going. He said, old buck, it, he's going to be big sense. No more big bucks, right? And Los Trey says he's going to be big sense in a minute. He's going to be broke. And so, um, you know, some things in the family court, you guys got to understand, you know, we talk about this. I'm not going to belabor the point. We'll get into it. But a lot of men come to my show because they get dragged in the family court. And I'm one of these guys that be like, man, F the family court. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not scared or intimidated by it, but there's a reason why there's something specific. There's a reason why. Yeah, they could they could screw me over. It's not that I'm scared that they're going to screw me over, but I'm at the end of my uh, parentage, meaning my kids are no longer going to be youths for very long. You know what I mean? So if so, for some reason I get screwed over, it's going to be for a short period of time. Uh, but um, with that being said, I know it's what they're doing is most of the time illegal. It's unconstitutional. It's voluntary many times. And if you're a W-2 employee, um, you're going to get screwed over. You're just a basic W-2. You're going to get screwed over quickly, and they're just going to be able to take your money. 
right? And you won't have money. I got money. But if you're an independent worker, independent contractor, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. They got to jump through more hoops and hurdles. They basically got to just basically uh, find you, serve you a, uh, a bunch of stuff. You're going to not know what to do. The the, learn, the attorneys, the bloodsuckers of the poor aren't going to help you. You know, they're going to help you with procedure, but they're not going to help you uh, get your case, uh, defend your honor in your case. Even if you have someone that's aggressive, at the back of their in the back of their mind is they're they're not going to risk their reputation just for you in the family court. They have to present other cases. So yeah, man, I, I know the system ends in and out. Unfortunately, you still have people try to take men like me through the system as a way to punish you for breaking up with them. And of course, you're going to hear this divorced woman. Women past the age of forty, they have a short uh, time span in terms of their vision. They're seeing the end of their rope. All right, in the in the professional world. And so they're going to do whatever they can to take your resources. So this guy, Big Buck, is a older gentleman. I'm just judging from his picture. He's probably in his mid-40s, uh, approaching his 50s, and he's getting dragged. All right, he's getting dragged in the family court. All right, somebody said the PayPal link doesn't work. The PayPal link don't work the same. Let me see. Oh, uh, let's see here. Does the PayPal link don't work? Yeah, okay, the PayPal link don't work. What happened over there? All right. What happened to the PayPal link? Let me delete it. Let's delete it. Let's remove it. All right. Let me try again. All right. Let me see. <laughs> Maybe they don't want me to donate. They don't want y'all to donate over there. Crazy. I don't know what they did over there. PayPal.me. Backslash. I I'm going to see if this one works. Let me see. All right. That one worked. All right. I think I added... Uh, a letter, one more letter or two right here. Replace pin message. All right, so there we go right there. Thank you, man. All right, so anyway, we got it back up there. All right, so shout out to Big Buck. Apologies, man. You know, it is what it is. This is what we volunteer for. Shout out to the dictator. He says, Divorce Corp is the non-funny version of Liar Liar. That's true, too. That's actually a good movie, Liar Liar, uh, where the attorney represents the woman. I don't want to give it away, but he actually finds out you know, the woman is not only up and up that he's representing that he's representing. You got to go check that movie out. Divorce Corp is the non-funny version of Liar Liar sitting this one out. He says, Sean, we need to huddle up and pray for PJ Washington. Your boy, PJ. He can't keep his seed down her gullet. All right. Wow. Sad. Sad. But, you know, we'll review the story. Shout out to Abbott Hiker back in here with the alligator fund. The false alligators. Guys, I, I, guys, I want you to know, if women could not file cases in the family court, the family court building would die. There'd be moss and vines growing all over the building. The only reason the family court is in operation is because women keep their foot on first while trying to steal second. Women say that they love you and they're loyal to you, but they file divorces at a damn near 80% rate. 90% for these college-educated women. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20, with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Yep. And college educated women, when they file for divorce, 90% of the time, they go down there and put paper on you. They put paper on you. All right. And some of them, you know, and everybody's like, well, they have longer marriages. They have more successful marriages. People don't equate. You got to stop equating length with success. Pause. All right. Length does not matter. All right, you were like, well, they not, they were married longer than the uh, college, uh, un, wait, the uneducated women. 
And I'm like, okay, uneducated women, typically their marriages last seven to eight years. College educated women, typically 12 to 14 years, but they still end in divorce. Mm. <laughs> like what? So you kept them there miserable a little bit longer. You kept them in the sexist marriages a little bit longer. All right. You had a henpecked husband a little bit longer. What the hell? Like just because they're longer marriages don't mean they're more successful. It's crazy. It's crazy. Shout out to Ricky Webster in the building. French toast props due to all. Thank you, brother, for being back over here. All right. D.A. Jones says from yesterday, hit it. Marty Bell and Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Okay, Marty. I think her name was Marty. Was it Marty Bell? Something like that. Marty Bella and Liv Morgan. All right. You like those? Everybody has a type. Yeah. And, and every woman has a price. Shout out to XL Pro Services. The Keep the veins cold. Cold veins saves lives. Cold vein saves lives. We're going to talk about that in the leadership style as well. Okay, for you guys that are learning what leadership is and how to lead, what you have to understand is, and we'll talk about that because I've been a leader per se as a coach, um, and I've led people and was was basically put in a position of leadership. We're going to talk about how you get into a position of leadership, whether you're elected or selected or you assume the position. Pause. Women assume the position. But uh, those are ways that you're put into leadership. And then you have a leadership style and a philosophy that is able to either prove to be successful or unsuccessful. But either way, you're going to turn you're going to see what your what the rewards are for leadership. Shout out to Simon Small donating to the gospel of the free agent lifestyle. Hashtag nasty boys in the building. All right. Are you a four flapper or a five? You're going to have to talk about that, too. Do you like are you a three, four or a five flapper? All right. Most women have at least two flaps. So do we, though, by the way. Let's get our midsection. Let's get our belly delis in order. But most women have at least two. You know what I mean? They roll up. They sit down. You know, you've always got that one and then that two. And then most women have three. Are you a four or a five bagger? All right, shout out to Jones G. After 23 years, family court, here I come. Oh, God dang, bro. 23 years of marriage in your reward. You started this gangster-ish, and this the things you get. Damn, you put in work, you put in kids, and now your ass about to get divorced great to kingdom come. 23 years. 23 years. 16 years. Shout out to uh, DJ CVR turned 27 today. He says, just last week, bought a bit. And it was trash. That could, God, we need to talk about that term. Got some for free the next day. Trash. <laughs> we need to talk about that because sometimes you could buy a bit and it's absolute trash. I mean, I've had that episode recently and she be hitting me up all the time like we in a marriage. I'm like, what? And that, the trashiest. I was like, yeah, sometimes it's not money well spent. We have to talk about that. Thank you, sir. And I let me finish it. He says just last week bought a bit. And it was trash. Got some for free. Next day, trash. All 40 to 60 age group. He says, the women my age demand money from me on PayPal. He says, why aren't escorts allowed to request, coach? He says, why aren't escorts allowed to request, coach? He says, acclimate me from the trick lifestyle. All right, so interesting. Hmm. All women, all 40 to 60 age group. Is that where you bought a bit? Boy, there's a lot to unpack right there. I would never buy a bit from no damn 40-year-old. 40? Oh, hell no. 
Oh, Lord, we need to have a conversation about that. Join me on my members content. CoachGregAdamsLocal.com is where we go in and break down how this works, how to really make it work for you. Maybe I need to put out a course on, on seeking lifestyle, sugar daddy lifestyle, by the way. Let me show you this thing here. I don't know if I can show you on my Instagram reels or my Instagram story. There is a, um on my Instagram story, I put this video out of this white man. You probably won't see it because it goes by so fast, but this is white man, older white guy with a chocolate sister. He rubbing all on her booty and they had like Nordstrom's or Dillard's or something like that. And she's living the spoil me lifestyle. And she's a young sister too. Young sister, you've been on, on my mind. And she's getting spoiled by her old white man. Guys, your nieces are doing this. Not, not, you know, I can't tell you which ones are doing it, but your nieces, they're, they're getting spoiled right now. Booty, booty, booga, booga, booty. Oh, man. It's crazy. It's getting spoiled at Dillard's. <laughs> and guys, the, the, a girl at that age, it don't take much to spoil them. Jesus Ramirez, and I'm not trying to spoil no women like that. He says, Jesus Ramirez says, I'm over it. I'm so over it. I'm going to be a free agent. I'm going to be the biggest free agent, bro, on my life. Watch me. I'm going to be like, <laughs> we're, we're, let's play a little bit of <laughs> I'm over it. So fucking over. I'm about to be a fucking. Oh, but I'm about to be the biggest fucking hobo. Watch me, bro. I'm about to be a hoe for real. I'm about to be the biggest hoe on my fucking life, bro. I'm about to be a hoe. I'm about to be a hoe. Yo, y'all niggas is not worth it, bro. I'm about to be like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Jesus, man. Where is the world coming? Going to. You can be the biggest free agent of your life. That's the male version of it, right, Jesus? All right, we got a couple more. We're going to get into the show. All right, thank you for the earlier contributors. This show is sponsored by the earlier contributors and the late contributors and all the contributors to this show. Shout out to Moose Hefner. Shout out to the women on Seeking, trying to get them kids some school clothes and school supplies. Oh, hey, you know what? I got money. Everybody's got to live. Everybody's got to live. You know what I mean? And they not they they can't pay their bills. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Oh, yeah, man. You better work. And guys, with this economy, inflation rate, working's not enough. One job's not enough. And even two jobs is not enough. Remember the woman I played? She was like, ah, I'm 39 years old. I get it now. I'll, I'll submit. I'll submit. This working two jobs ain't enough. I love my career. So I could focus on my career. But, you know, I just, yeah, I need a man. I need a man. Or I need his wallet. <laughs> At least give me your wallet. All right? Forget the man stuff. You just drop your wallet off. It's one of the most offensive things that women can say. Okay? Listen, I don't need you. I, I just need your wallet. I just need your security. All right? That would be the same as if men just said, just give me the, just give me the sex. That's it. All right? Just drop the sex off. Women will be offended. But the idea is that you're going to have the false promise, right? The false promise of I'll give you this in the future if you just drop your wallet. Or they actually do things like steal your kids from you and say, just keep paying, though. Bring your wallet. The only time they contact you is when they say, where's the money? 
I got money. They don't contact you on nothing else. I mean, it's absolutely offensive. And then they shame you when you don't just drop your wallet off. You be like, I ain't, I ain't paying nothing. You pay first and I'll pay you back. They'd be like, this is reprehensible. You're such a deadbeat. I'm like, if you only contact me when you need money, you're a parasite. You don't be like, hey, how's it going? I just want to update you on how the kids are doing. The kids are fine. Thank you for being there. We appreciate all of your help. Nah, you guys are entitled. You need to do this and you need to do that. Oh, I need to do a damn thing. <laughs> I don't need to do shit. And then you basically pull the copper from up under their rugs. But you got to have balls of steel. You got to cuff your balls. Guys, cuff your balls. Everybody right now, pause. We're going to show you guys how to be a man. See, the world wants to tell you how to be a man. Do not listen to them. They're telling you how to get walked all over. So do, do yourself a favor. I, you know, you can do this or not. Everybody take your hand like this. Turn that some bitch upside down. Cuff the balls. And say, like Big John used to say, well, I have the penis. And the penis symbolizes strength uh, to a certain extent. Just be like, man, please. Please. You ain't tell me what to do. <laughs> do not listen to these people telling you how to lead because they're going to lead you to death and destruction. All right, they're going to lead you to death and destruction and they're going to walk all over you like a dirty rug. All right, shout out to my friends overcharge me. It's hairy like a tarantula, but I am reporting to duty. So I had to complete the mission. Hey, shout out to you. And that's you. Yeah, man, that sounds good to me. Last one, Mr. Alexander. Hey, Alexander, same women on dating apps looking for relationships are also on Seeking. I saw a couple on there the other day. It was a white woman and a brother. Give him the buzzer. This is what people don't understand about this, too. I, I know that many of the women you deal with operate in a spectrum. So a lot of guys want to compartmentalize women and then define them by one role, one type of title. So there's women that watch me and say, but coach, I'm a good woman. Okay, but I can reel out and find out that you're a bad. Hey, a good woman is only uh, a bad girl who has not been caught. Okay, so a good woman is a bad girl who's not been caught. Just like you could say, I'm a good driver. I've never had a ticket. Well, does that mean you never sped? Does that mean you never um, tailgated? Does that mean you never cut people off? Does that mean you never had? Look, you just haven't been caught yet. All right, so there's no such thing as a good man and a good woman. Everybody operates in the spectrum. And the same thing as the guys who I'm just trying to tell people, the PUAs, the Max, the game guys, the tricks. We're all dealing with the same women and we're sharing them. We're sharing women. Just like women are sharing men, the top 10% men, men are sharing women. Women go over here and then when they're under cover of night, they do this. And then all of a sudden they come back out smelling like roses. And ah, I'm this and that. Just like a wife. A wife is a good wife until she's not a good wife or until she's caught not being a good wife. All right. It's pretty simple. The dating app guys, the Mac guys, the pay UIs, the tricks, the MGTOWs, whatever you operate in, we're all dealing with the same woman, but we just see them from a different perspective. Right. It's not she's not yours. It's your turn. Just the same as and I always have to remind people of this, just the same as. This woman could deal with one guy and never make him pay and only make him lay where she can also deal with another guy and say, well, in order to lay me, you got to pay me. That means you got to take me out to dinners and that's form of payment. Take me out to dinners, treat me, spoil me, whatever you need. And she can look 
on on two separate days, if not the same day. If not the same day, she can go to one guy and say, hey, you, on the other hand, you, you will never have to pay. You're the sneaky link. You, on the other hand, have to take me out. Somebody says the numbers don't add up. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Are you trying to imply that there's no spectrum? I mean, what numbers are you talking about? The experience itself. Just experience life. You'll find out. You'll find out. Side dude. Uh, look, just a married a, a married woman that has an affair. A married woman that has an affair is basically that spectrum. So she's under this guy's protection, security. She's she's getting bills paid. And he all, he's also taking care of the kids for uh, to a certain extent, if not all the way, if not splitting the responsibilities down the middle. Now, if she has an affair, the most egregious thing that is happening there, this is why it's a little bit different when men cheat versus when women cheat. When, when she has an affair, and I'm not saying it's better or worse, but when she cheats, he's basic, she's basically giving access to her for free to someone else who doesn't have to protect, secure, provide kids, and invest in the future. Well, this guy has to basically roll, put it all on the line. He has to put everything all on the line. He has to protect her, secure, pay, invest in her. And this guy got it for absolutely free. And then she can divorce him and then get future payments. And then on the other hand, while he's paying her for the past use of her, her peace leave, meaning alimony, child support, she getting banged out and making steaks and they eating high off the hog on his dime. Mm. Tell me I'm not lying. I don't know what the numbers you were talking about. I don't know what numbers you're talking about, but that is a prime example of the spectrum. She was a good wife, but this guy's paying. And then not only is he paying, he's investing. Not only is he investing, if he loses the investment, he pays child support and alimony and she getting the brakes beat off of her by somebody eating steak and lobster surfing turf off of his alimony. That is the spectrum I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Don't get me started. I don't know if you were disagreeing with me, but I'm letting you know I got this thing figured out. Okay? That is egregious. That's how people lose their lives and get buried in the desert, six feet under. You know what I mean? Pushing up daisies. This is how... Because now, you know what I mean, you could, you could talk about when men cheat on women, it's egregious. However, all he did was take pipe over here and brought pipe back. That's all he did. He could have brought back an STD, which is really very low circumstances. But all he did was take his salami over there, and he brought his ass back, kissed his wife. How you doing? And he paying the bills. All she got was a broken heart. That's all she got. But you got a broken bank account. You got you living in the car after, afterwards. All right. I don't know what he was talking about, but that's what I'm just talking about. It's facts. And so when you think when you talk about that, you're like, wow, this woman cheated on this guy who was providing. And then all of a sudden now he got to keep providing. She just calls him up and says, pay. She takes him to the family court. You need to pay. And then this dude out here living up under her with his feet all up on your furniture, smelling like corn nuts. And then he'll get replaced and she'll lose and then it's it's over. And then she's back taking your ass to court. So what's going to happen is he's going to beat the brakes off of it. Then she's going to say, where is this going? He's going to say, I'm out. He's going to dip. 
and then she's going to be left alone, and then she's going to be watching your ass on social media, living the good life, banging 21 and 22-year-olds. And by the way, the junior college be out here heavy. I'll be out here 20, 21, 24. It's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. All right, let's get into the show, man. Let's tell you how it works. And shout out to all of your nieces that I'm running through more times than the Holland Tunnel. But some of these junior college girls, they don't know what they're doing in bed. That's the worst part about it. I'd be like, damn, loosen up. Mm. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Sometimes I'm like, all right, let me throw a 40-year-old in a rotation, a nasty girl. Shout out to the nasty girls. You serve your purpose. I got to throw a, a nasty girl in there every now and then. Because, jeez, shout out to your nieces and your sisters and your daughters. Yes. The fact that they're young is fantastic, but some of these girls are whacking, babe. Good Lord. All right, anyway. Is P.J. Washington being, speaking of being reckless with your seed. All right, is P.J. Washington being reckless with a seed? Let's talk a lot about P.J. Washington. Um, If you don't know, if you don't know, P.J. Washington is the individual who knocked up Brittany Renner, and everybody thought Brittany Renner was being predatory towards P.J. Washington, and uh, she had his seed, and potentially there was rumors that he was going to be put on massive amount of child support. All right. And so those rumors weren't true. And uh, your girl, Brittany Renner, operating on Demon Time herself. And PJ Washington leveled up. Essentially, he was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll deal with that. She basically took the kid from him and she out there throwing water on people. Well, here's PJ Washington again uh, with him a nice little slimmy. All right. She got a little curve in her back. She's not a flat back. She's got a little bubble back there. Appreciate that. And as you can see, I think she's an IG model. Let's talk about this right here. Alicia, Alicia reveals her pregnancy via social media on her 25th birthday, which the Charlotte Horner, Charlotte Hornet, Charlotte Hornets player marks with the streets. <laughs> Why am I? <laughs> with a sweet tribute on his own Instagram account. Sorry, man. Boy, my reading is pathetic. All right. Anyway. P.J. Washington is soon to be a father of two. The NBA star is expecting his first child together with his girlfriend, Elisa Chanel. What is going on with Chanel? Why do we we need to eliminate the word Chanel or the name? Eliminate the name Chanel. Anybody that uses that is in violation. It's like the booty picture. You know what I mean? Stop it. More than a year after welcoming a child with his ex, Brittany Renner. It's Elisa. I think it's Elisa who shared the news via her Instagram page, marking her 25th birthday birthday on Sunday, July 31st. The Instagram model posted several pictures from her maternity photo shoot. In the snaps, she looked, in the snaps, I don't know even what that means. She's She looked glowing as she showed off her baby bump while wearing a revealing bejeweled dress. Oh, there she is right there. There she is right there. There she is. That's Elisa Chanel. Elisa didn't say anything about the pregnancy in the caption, but appeared to refer to the yet-to-be-born baby as she wrote God's greatest gift, adding that this is chapter 25. P.J. Washington responded by writing in the comment section, I love you. Damn. Man, P.J., you going out like this? Let me see if I can. There she is right there. Oh, no. She down that straggle rock for sure. She definitely down that straggle rock. I mean, yo, I love you. Oh, my goodness. You about to get finessed. 
What's going on with them lips? Man. Anyway, meanwhile, PJ, let's get them teeth out of here. PJ wished Elisa a happy birthday with a sweet shout out posted on his social media account. He shared a picture of the model posing with his with her brand new car that he probably bought, which apparently, which he apparently gifted to her on her birthday. She's she gonna learn the hard way, as well as other photos and videos of the two together. All right, he's in love. Hey man, you know what? He seems to be in love. I don't want to rain on this parade. I don't want to rain down on me. Mm. All right, go ahead, PJ. Do your thing. You seem like you fell in love and you got, you know, her love is like no other love. And she ain't going to finesse you like the previous girl you loved and all of that stuff. I think PJ's around 27 and 28. He had a response to the backlash. He had a response to the backlash, as you can see right here. This is PJ Washington's Twitter account. Oh, you can't see it. There it is right there. There's PJ Washington's Twitter account. And he says, couldn't care less about anybody's. He spelled that wrong, but hey, listen, everybody makes a mistake. Opinion of me. Couldn't care less about anybody's opinion of me. Well, you know, it is what it is. You know, I think the the the, the uh, brigade of straggle came out, you know, to his defense because, you know, they want they want to feel like this is a love story. They want to feel like they're going to win after all and love will conquer all. And uh, unfortunately, this is going to end up him getting divorced, uh, uh, child great praying mantis, if you will. He's gonna get praying mantis at some particular point. It's gonna be, it's too easy. I'm not happy. <laughs> she, she's gonna say, I'm not happy because he's gonna be away. He's also gonna probably cheat on her. I don't know what type of guy he is, but listen, when you're this type of guy, um, it's gonna be just too easy for you to be a target and you're gonna get, uh, tempted by the, you're gonna get your tummy tempted. And girls are going to throw panties at you. And you're going to pipe somebody else down. And she's going to say, how dare you cheat on me? I'll carry your old child. Guys, it's the same old story. So PJ Washington is probably going to get praying mantis. And he's going to have two kids out here in these streets. In these streets. Raised by former Instagram models while he's paying the bill. Mm. He's going to get praying mantis. He's definitely going to get praying mantis. Now, if he doesn't mind getting praying mantis, that's one thing, right? He's going to get praying mantis. It's okay. Um, if he doesn't mind and he just wants to pay the tab and have them raise the kids in his absence. Uh, but this is going to be some of you suckers right here trying to mimic this. If you don't have control of your seed right here, this is going to be you, the brown version right here of the praying mantis. As you guys know, uh, the praying mantis, the female, bites off the head of the male who copulates with her. And her attempt is to remove the male by death, death by simp here, remove the male from the family because he is no longer a necessity. So this is what people do when they have babies and within three years, you're paying child support. This is the praying mantis. Mm. I often extend it to age five because my, my barometer is this. This is my barometer when it comes to the praying mantis. My barometer is this. If you guys have children, which most American people do, and you can't stay together up until the point where that child goes to elementary school and you've broken up at any point Prior to that, to which the man is going to be responsible for child support or some sort of uh, co-parenting for 13 years, at least 13 years, over a decade. I think it's egregious that people do this and they pass it off as normal. We normalize this type of behavior of child rearing, which is not child rearing. You don't raise children. All you do is you have one person keeping custody away long enough for the other person to provide, and she provides a roof. Nobody raises kids anymore. OK, 
So what we do is normalize the praying mantis. And uh, within within three years, this is my 36 months, 36 measly months. You guys get praying mantis. Your life changes. And you're, the kid lives out of a backpack for 12, 13, 14, sometimes 15 years. Or has visitations with the father and so forth and so on. By the time they turn teenager, you're already one of the parents has already lost access to the kid. All right. Because they just figure what the hell. All right. The kid's already 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever. Many times the mom will take the kid away from the dad. And then right around 17 and a half, she'll say, I can't take this no more. You need to take care of these kids. You live in a good life. You live in high off the hog. You out here at the junior college. You traveling. You didn't got your kids uh, stripped from you. She took all the money. She took all the money. She've invested nothing back. And then now, right when she the child support's about to run out, she then says, you need to step up and take care of the kids. These kids, I can't handle them no more. Right when the money runs out. She like, these kids are no longer an incentive to me. And they won't listen. <laughs> Am I not lying? Am I not lying? All right. So um, anyway, this is these are patterns of human behavior. P.J. Washington's going to experience this. Eddie Curry, we shared the story about Eddie Curry. He did the same thing. The uh, comedian earthquake, same thing. It's the same old story. And, you know, it's just straggle mentality that we deal with. I describe in my podcast patterns of human behavior. I don't talk about anecdotal evidence. I sometimes present my story and say, this is what I'm going through. But my show isn't me, 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 me. All right. What people do is when they want to counter me is say, well, I'm not dealing with this or I don't see it. Well, that's your own evidence or your own ignorance or your own. You know, I say you're just operating in the world with blinders. OK, I don't present anecdotal evidence. Sometimes I present stories of other men, other men that I know situations that have happened over the actually the norm and this is why people try to um disrupt my show with disagreements i'm not just using me as evidence i'm not just using my experience i use the experience of others to teach other men what's going to happen patterns of human behavior tell me that more people get praying mantis than people that raise their kids in the two-parent household especially in minority communities especially in Minority communities. By the way, we oftentimes give a bad thing to rainbow people. You know, you always, you know, everybody got something to say about rainbow people. And I was thinking today, I had a song that popped up in my head. And it was Father Figure by George Michael. All right, back in the day, the white women used to love some George Michael. They'd be like, George Michael, oh, he got his five o'clock shadow. He's sitting up there. He's like, wake me up before you go, go. And I'm watching George Michael like this. I'm like, that boy's sweet. He got some sugar in his tank, right? You know, I could, I could see it coming a mile away. Again, I'm a truth seeker. I'm a guy that can see things because my name translated is the watcher. All right. So if I watch in that booty, ladies, booty, because I'm the watcher, I watch things and I can evaluate. I was seeing that brother and I was like, he got some sugar in his tank. There's no way. But the ladies were like, he's the perfect guy. Woo. Them white women was walking around there like George Michael. Same thing as Luther Vandross. They was like, oh, Luther, sing it. He was like, don't you remember when you told me that you love me? They was like, Luther, sing it. They was like, Freddie Jackson. They was like, Freddie, uh-huh. 
They was like, sing it, Freddie. And I'm sitting there like, bro, he's not singing to you. But with that, with that being said, with that being said, <laughs> all right, with that being said, we have to give credit where credit is due. If it wasn't for the from them brothers, man, we would not have good mo- music and movies. <laughs> so shout out to all the Rainbow Brothers out here. If it wasn't for y'all, we would definitely not have good music out here. And our arts would be sad. So you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Ricky Martin. You know what I mean? They put they they put their foot in the music and the arts. Somebody said he was not, he was not rainbow. Guys, come on, man. You where are you at? Who said that? Apollo, stop. He already done came. Somebody put him out already. All right. His whole friendship people, they put his ass out there. It's a known fact. So shout out to the, listen, we get, hey, because I know some brothers watch me that are, you know, they were somewhere over the rainbow. Shout out to y'all. I don't disrespect you guys. I give credit where credit is due. If it wasn't for y'all, the theaters, the uh, plays, screen actors, guild, uh, movies, scripts, dancing, choreography, music, shit. If it wasn't for them, what would y'all do? Y'all be bored to death. Producers. Right? So let's fashion, fashion, clothes. Y'all better give them boys some credit. Now, that's where it stops right there, you know. I'll be like, I'll be like, salute. Salute. So let's just stop. <laughs> Man, it is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway. Let's get back to, oh, you know what? Contributions. Let me get to the contributions. Thank you for co- contributing to today's show. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, Mr. Uh, Rosales, A. Rosales. I try to protect you. He says, paying my tuition coach, Nancy Pelosi landed in Taiwan. Do you think something about the pop-off between China and Taiwan and us? New, 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 new world order. So China got their bluff called. All right, they said they was going to shoot that plane down. And I was like, please. <laughs> I was like, get it, please, Lord. You know what I mean? I wouldn't celebrate nobody's death like that, but I was like, yeah, go ahead and drop one if you want, you know. The amount of people that she's responsible for their deaths, it's only <laughs> it's only right. It's only right. Do you know? I mean, if it wasn't for Nancy Pelosi, our country, I mean, this person has been a public servant for 35 years. She's the investment of the year. She won't answer questions about potential inside information that she might have been given to her husband who's another investor. He didn't got caught drunk and driving. All right. And these people, these people are basically the, the, the current modern day, um, modern day French revolution. Who was the French revolutionary King and queen? I want to say Martha. I can't remember their names, but these are the people let them eat cake type of deal. All right. These people have been empowered, influencing your life for a long time, unfortunately. And people just ignore it. New, 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 new world order. These are, if I, if I wasn't, if I wasn't censored, I would call it what it is. These are, let me say that at the end. Oh yeah. Marie Antoinette. These are criminals, right? These are what these people are. Marie Antoinette type of deal anyway. And they don't, they don't care for you. All they do is manipulate you. Remember when she came out in that African garb, man, please. All right. Shout out to Kaylin Ferguson, the female game. When it comes to pursuing a long-term relationship from a man is deception. All right. He says, women love to lie and men easily fall for their lies because they like that. 
sweet little thing. He says they only want to be wives when it's too late, plain and simple. Well, you know, it's a basic roll of the dice. They have the security. You know, it's, it is. I wouldn't call it deception. I call it manipulation. Which is deception and, and, and all of that stuff. But both people use manipulation. But however, women use manipulation where they do this type of thing. And that's you. late 20s, early 30s. They know. It's crazy, but they run into a brick wall. Dejon Dixon says, all I want to hear, he says, all I wanted was her soul, coach, but all I got was a child support hearing, shaking my head. All right, typical child support hearing. So you wanted her soul, and she'll give you her soul. She'll lease it to you. She'll rent it. That's, we're all renting women, by the way. We're all renting them. Nobody owns them. I'm sorry. The only people that owns them is the American government. And they have an extreme loyalty to the government. And the divorce is planned before the wedding. The, the, the praying mantis is planned before you impregnate her. They have these systems of security laid out. Their loyalty is not to you. And I, listen, it's okay. I don't, I don't mind. But I know I can lease you short term for a couple of hours, and that's going to be the best my benefit. But you're not getting souls anymore. You're not getting that anymore. When I say that, I mean generally. Some of you will get it, but it's for lease with an option to buy. <sighs> no name says morning coach. Since I moved to Tampa, my ex says I don't call my 16 year old son stepson stepson enough. It was never married, but raised him since two. I'm always working. What the hell do you talk to about with a teenager? How often do you chat? Wait, how wait often do you chat your children? I love it. He said children. I never see this very often. Do you chat your children? Uh, cheering. Yeah, teenagers aren't going to respond back with a lot of stuff here. You know, they just remember when you were a teenager. Did you want to talk to your parents? Uh, some teenagers do. Some women have great relationships with their mother, and now I'll tell my mother anything. Never marry a woman like that. But anyway, okay. Um, as a parent, you're always last to know. All right, I knew this as a coach. As a coach, you're always last to know everything about your players. Everybody will find out, and then you'll be find out. Same thing with your children. They don't want to talk to you. All right, so eventually, you want to find ways to communicate with them. Uh, for my son, for my son in particularly, we communicate better sharing DMs on Instagram. Like, we'll share a thing like that. Oh, this is us, or like that. Like, but hi, son, sit down for a second. Have a conversation with me. Hi, how are you? Who are you hanging out with? What you know, there's ways to debrief them. <laughs> there's ways to get information out of them without interrogating them. Fine. Yes. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. All right. You know, that's all you're gonna get back. Because most of you guys don't know how to communicate because you like think communication is asking questions. Women too. Take note. Communication is not asking questions. Okay. He says, uh, the teenage boy whose fathers talked to him about sports and fishing. Yeah, well, that's different. That's different. He's talking about phone calling. And he doesn't have access to the kid. So you're not going to be on the phone. Yeah, how them Lakers doing? You know what I mean? How the Lakers? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. But if you're fishing, that's different because you can talk about the context. He's talking about communicating with them when they're not there. Okay, but most people think communication is asking questions back and forth. That's not a communication. That's interrogation. That's a different form of communication. You're interviewing. You're trying to gather information on the sneak, okay? But you got to be able to talk to somebody about something that's relevant at the time. But you're disadvantaged when you're trying to talk to teenagers over the phone. 
They don't want to be talking to you. Um, one thing is here, and it's not even a seed, but um, actually watch a teenager. Um, just watch them with their phone. They'll be on their phone. They'll be scrolling and TikTok or whatnot. A phone call, text message will pop up on their screen and they'll go whoop. They'll just sweep it like this, like it's second nature. <laughs> you're like, holy shit. So you're doing like this, whether it's their friend, whether it's you. I've seen them do it to parents. They'll just be talking to go get that shit out of here. Now, the best way that a man can interact with a child is to have access to them. They have to be present with them. That's the power of being with children, being with teenagers, being present. And most men, when you have a man and a male child, a man and a male child, um, the best thing a person could do is just be there. You can get communication off nonverbal. Many times they'll watch you. What you have to understand about male children, when they have a male in their lives, whether it's a dad or a stepdad, the best thing they can learn from you is you demonstrating how to live life because that's what they're doing. They're going to watch you live life more than what you can say to them. This is how men learn. We don't need to be sitting down. Let's have a group talk. Express your feelings. Go ahead and get it off your chest. No, we watch. We demonstrate. Okay. How did he handle that one? All right. You're driving. Your son's next to you in the seat. He watching you. He might not be looking at your ass, but he's watching. He's gathering information. How is he driving this car? How is he reacting to other drivers? What type of conversation is he having? Is he bugging me? Let me put my headphones on. <laughs> you know what I mean? But women are different. And so a woman doesn't know how a man is supposed to uh, raise a child. They want the man to raise a child. This goes to the leadership again. They want a man to raise a child the way they want to raise a child. So the mom will annoy the hell out of a male child asking that person questions and interrogating them. Who are your friends? And how's your English class? And what are you doing? And what do you want to do? Close-ended questions. They want the kid to have a cry session with their ass, an emotional outbreak. As soon as the kid's going to be like, mom, I want to tell you everything. The male child is never going to respond to them, and they'll turn the male child off because she's going to be nagging and interrogating him. Interrogating, interrogating is no way to communicate, especially with teenagers, when you're present with them. And so it's a disadvantage to make a man communicate with a child, especially a male child, and he ain't in his presence. You're not going to have custody, but you should be phone calling him. Mm. No. Nope. I need the kid here so the kid can learn from me through experience. I take him out fishing. The communication is not going to be an interrogation. Your kid is not going to say, Dad, how do I tie this hook to this line? He's going to see how well you can tie the hook. Then he's going to look at you. He's going to look at your fingers. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. And he's going to try it. He's going to be frustrated. You say, come here, son. Then you take his fingers. You Shit, that's a whole world of communication. That's bigger than a bitch cry session. He didn't learn the whole damn way. He didn't learn how to fish and feed himself with very few words. Very few words. Very few interrogation. No nothing. Just the man's presence and the man's experience. He passed it on to that kid. And that was worth more than him talking to him over the phone. This is how men raise kids. See, this is the whole thing about this leadership conversation. We're going to get into it now. This is the whole thing about leadership. This is why 
Uh, this is why uh, this whole thing about men don't raise kids. Well, because women are interfering half the time and they want us to lead the way they want us to lead. And this is not how it works. You can't just say you lead and then get mad on how I lead. Yeah, somebody said actions speak louder than words. So a kid is going to learn from a parent just by observation, not by interrogation, not by communication. No, I don't agree. And let me tell you something. I've been around kids my entire life. Since I was 18 or 19, I've been coaching kids for 20-something years, training them, being around them, traveling with them, learning. They watched me more than they listened to me. They watched me more than they listened to me. And we'd be on trips, and every now and then, you don't think they're watching me. I would say something, and they'd be like, oh. And I wasn't even talking to them. And they'd be like, call me out. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, 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 hypocrite. Oh, yeah, coach, see, I see. Oh, what? Or, so what I'm saying is they watch more than they communicate. They, it, so if, if you're being placed in a situation as a dis, such as a disadvantage of trying to be present in the kid's life via telephone, via Facebook, and all of that shit, and, and FaceTime, you're at a disadvantage with when it comes to raising kids. Severe disadvantage. You need to be present. They need to be able to watch you and see you. Then you can... Give them a little bit of advice without um, talking to them. Have you ever been in this situation? All right, kids, sit down. I'm going to tell y'all where y'all fucking up. All right, see, you over here, and you go on a long-ass rant, 15, 20 minutes, an hour rant. Shit, I've done it as a parent. It's the, it's the least effective way to communicate to a kid. Now, you think you're getting it off your chest. I'm going to tell you guys, and you read them the riot act, and you start calling them, hey, look at you. You damn peon over here and you this and that, man, please, you're failing. If you got to go through all of that, and listen, as I'm telling you, I'm a parent and I've done that. If you're going to do that, your ass is about to lose their ass. <laughs> That's not the way you do it. Kids aren't going to listen to you. They're going to watch. They're going to observe. Anyway, moving on here. <laughs> all right, you damn lemmings you losers in life you know what i mean you start wanting to lay into their ass and it's not the way to do it shout out to deadly edley in the building hold on i'm trying to get to this one right here caitlin ferguson what do you gotta say brothers i would say that a woman has more of a bruised ego than a, bru a broken heart when a guy cheats on her they don't want men to cheat because she knows that her sexuality alone got her a relationship, even a marriage. Right. So that's what happens, you know. So the ego is bruised. Uh, they want to believe. And I don't know why they believe this. They believe they got the best peace leave in the world. I'll be like, I had a woman recently, age 21. She was like, oh, just wait. Just wait till we get to the house. Just wait. I'm going to show you. Man, it was the... I was like, what? This was some bambunk-ass peace leave. Whack. I had to think of three other people. And this was my first time with her. I was like, I had to th three, four other people. Who could I think about to finish this off? Oh, my God. It's not, the, it's not that special. Now, the reason why they think it's special is because we pursue it like crazy, right? And we want access to it. But it's not until you get it do you realize, like, you get that dud, peace leave, dud. And yeah, there's some dud ones out there. Dry, lying on her back, just sitting there. 
And you'd be like, well, because you ain't laying it right. No, she ain't, she's unenthusiastic. She don't know what she's doing with her stuff yet. She ain't know what she's doing with it. Okay. Um, anyway, that comes with time. Let me get back to the show. Uh, let's talk about the divorce wife. Before we get into <laughs> let's do this. The divorce wife. Why your ex hates you so much? Why your ex hates you so much? Let's play this video. This video is from another content creator. His name is, and let's give him some shine. Please act right. You guys might know these guys. Unfortunately, I don't have a chance to watch a lot of content, but his guy's name is Please Act Right. I'll give him a subscribe over there. There you go. I just subscribed to his channel, and I'm going to like the video. That's how you interact with people. Don't be stingy with your subscribers and your likes. You can always unsubscribe. But uh, this is the gentleman here. Shout out to him. He's right here in the corner here. I don't know anything about him, so don't I don't know. Just found this video. Listen to this divorced woman and her. She's now probably late 40s, early 50s. And uh, this is her interpretation of her life. Let's go ahead and uh, see if we can play that. Now, let's see what she has to say. Having a bit of a tough day today. So I thought that I'd share that. Even though I'm the person who initiated the divorce. Uh-oh. some jealousy because... Jealousy. My ex is really out there working it. Not necessarily that he's looking for a girlfriend, but... Uh-oh. He and I'm sure definitely working on building his social network. I got money. Ooh, this a fat old hater, Roy. Let's listen. Women. And even though I don't want to be with him anymore in that way... It still triggers trigger jealousy and pain. And I know it's my ego talking. Oh, yes. It's and I, I'm going to clip. I'm going to I'm going to break this video down. Don't worry. My ego saying fair use, you know, I'm being replaced. I'm not important. And I'm still in Costa Rica because I'm not ready to leave yet. I'm living alone in the house that we used to live together. He moved out. Right now, I'm not focusing out. on socializing or making friends because I'm leaving in five No, 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 because you're old. Five weeks. So I'm feeling quite lonely. Feeling. And I know that he's out there socializing and doing things. And I know he's suffering and suffering. Know, he's dealing with the rejection that he feels. Because From you? I'm the one who is leaving. Uh -huh. But even though I know all of this, I'm still feeling She's sad. jealous. Thinking about him being with someone else. He clapping cheeks, young cheeks too. She dropped the ball. She fumbled the bag. So I just thought I'd share that because it, they always sharing shit on social media. It's part of dealing with divorce. Yep. So it's even if you're the one who initiates it, Ooh. be prepared that you're still going to feel these uncomfortable and unpleasant feelings jealousy guys they're, they're not going to be happy when they divorce you they think they are but they're not now first okay so shout out to him i'm not going to use this commentary but we're going to break this down yo she got the game over so she thought she i'm not happy i'm gonna go find my prince charming i'm gonna go find happiness all right she thought she was about to get that she thought she was about to get that hold on for a second yeah she thought she was about to get that now her ass sitting around Cat lady style. Uh, she didn't cut off all of her, all forms of femininity as, as she could possibly have. She doesn't look feminine anymore. And she thought she was going to find Prince Charming. She got out there and got her cheeks clapped two or three times. 
And then she found her husband on Instagram and he living a good life. He living a good life. Now she thought she was going to level up, level up, level up. And she was going to find the knight in shining armor and her ass ended up still not being happy. I'm not happy. She's still not happy. <laughs> Let's go ahead and break it down bit by bit. So I can tell you guys, I know this happens to a lot of divorced women. And when I tell you this doesn't mean that uh, because, because she filed for the divorce. She was the one that filed for it. Now she's sitting still not happy. Today, so I thought that I'd share that, even though I'm the person who. Wait a minute, I missed the I missed the part. Hold on. Having a bit of a tough day today. So. All right, so here we go. Let's run to the court of public opinion and make your husband feel sorry for leveling up in life and smashing junior college chicks and living a good life and traveling. And actually having money because he got money in his pocket. And I'm having a bit of a tough date. Simp wolf whistle. Make me feel better. After she nagged her husband and divorced him. And one more thing on this one. Let me I'll come to back to that. So I thought that I'd share that. Share. Even though I'm the person who initiated the divorce. Most women initiate divorces, whether they file or not. They initiate the actions initiate. And then they get to this point. And they thought they were going to be happy. And they get to this point. They cause all kind of damage that is irreparable, irreparable. And they are a bull in a china shop. And she's trying to find happiness, but she will never find it. So a lot of women are in marriages right now. And they think they're going to find happiness. Most of the time, it's going to be temporary. She's going to have fun for a year or two. And then she's going to be out here not happy again. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. And he's now a free agent. I'm feeling some jealousy because my ex is really out there working it not this out there working it. that looks like she has a ponytail so i thought her hair was cut off but it looks like her hair is on ponytail so her ex is out here working it he's making money he's not spending it on you other than that alimony and he's got more money in his pocket uh, guys it's cheaper to live as a man all right we don't need all this bullshit that women believe that they need and so we can live very cheaply very frugally and still live a very good life by ourselves and everybody thinks we're going to be miserable until they find out damn he living a good life necessarily that he's looking for a girlfriend but yeah so okay that's a very critical point she thought she was going to divorce him and he wasn't going to be able to find a woman so this is a very important point that i want to hammer home so she's like you'll never find another one like me and then she wants to see you out here flounder in the relationship marketplace. But what she found out was the guy got his sense and he's down in Costa Rica clapping young girls cheeks. And she's like, wait a minute, he's having fun out here. What, what is this? I thought he was going to find another miserable woman. And then I can go, see, you fail and you didn't find another woman to replace me. But instead, he went free agent lifestyle. He got a passport and he's out there going, she I don't need to get married. I don't need another relationship. I don't need to move into another with another woman to prove that I got a better version of you. He said, no, nah, I'm going to go live the good life. <laughs> and she mad. She jealous. But he's definitely working on building his social network. Oh, my God. He's working on himself. He's happy. He's got a big network. People follow him. People listen to him. I can't stand it. I'm not happy. <laughs> I can't stand it. So I'm going to wreck him. I'm going to ruin him. 
and I'm going to be living for the next 40 years depressed. Because let's just say she's not getting another man to marry her. We can see this right now. She does not have the tools in the shed to actually make that happen. Just look at her. She's not, it's not going to happen. She's already done. Just pack it in. And that includes women. And that includes and even women. I don't want to be with him anymore in that way. It still triggers jealousy mm. and pain. And I know it's my ego talking. Mm. It's it's my e see, even they know they're like, damn, I'm in my own way. I'm in my own head. I can't even get out of my own way. But that doesn't stop them from wrecking you. She's still going to wreck your ass. She's still going to find a way to make you miserable. Even though you're winning in life, you're winning. You're like, hey, I'm winning. They still want to make you miserable. Because why? She's miserable. Continuing. My ego saying, you know, I'm being replaced. I'm not important. Mm. And I'm still in Costa Rica because I'm not ready to leave yet. No, no, no. Because you divorced him and you still want to watch over his ass. And you still probably got his last name and so forth and so on. Yep. That's why you're there. Because if you were really happy, you would go find some damn happiness somewhere else. But you can't. Probably don't have the resources to any. I'm living alone in the house that we used to live together. He moved out. He moved right out. Now I'm not focusing on socializing or making friends. Because, because you can't. Because who wants to be around you and this jealousy and this misery? Who want, Look at this face right here. Who wants to be around you? You're not going to make a, a bunch of men. You're not going to be able to network with a bunch of men. You're, that's out of the question. But now who wants to be around you? Single women? Nope. Married women? Nope. Divorce women, sure. You can be around miserable divorce women. Because I'm leaving in five weeks. So I'm feeling quite lonely. Ah, <laughs> oh boy. She's lonely. They're going to say you're going to die alone. You're going to die alone with all of those young girls. They don't want you. They just want you for your money. But she's lonely. And I know that he's out there socializing. and He's out there. He's out there living, he's networking, he's making money, he's traveling, he's socializing, he's having fun. He's now realized he's got freedom, peace, quiet, and freedom, and she mad. <laughs> doing things, and I know he's suffering and you know, suffering. he's dealing with the rejection that he feels. Yeah, because you, you stabbed him in the back. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, of course. Guys, this happens. You get divorced and... Sometimes that's all you can think about, especially if they keep dragging you and keep showing up in their misery, tearing you down. And you're like, shit, let me live. And so what happens is he might be miserable to an extent, but that's only because she keeps bothering his ass. If you would leave his ass alone, he would love life. But she can't do it. Because I'm the one who is leaving. Yeah, but projecting. even though I know all of this, I'm still feeling. She's hoping he's miserable. Because she's miserable. But he he clearly is not miserable. And the only time he's miserable is when she shows up. The ghost of peace leave past, like Chris Rock says. She shows up and she wrecks his life. Continuing. Jealous. Thinking about him. Jealous. Being with someone else. And he is with a lot of women now. So. And she knows that. She's like, damn. Yep. She, she thinking about all that junior college girls all those girls she sees him with on the on instagram because she's stalking him she's thinking about that while she's sitting there counting down the days and counting the amount of cats in her house 
she done. She knows she done messed up. She fumbled the bag. I just thought I'd share that because it's part of. you. The reason why you're sharing it is you have no friends. And not only do you have no friends, you don't have any friends that are going to tell you the truth. Okay. Nobody wants to be around you. You're that miserable. Okay. So nobody wants to hear it. So you got to get on TikTok. Dealing with divorce. So even if you're the one who initiates it, be prepared that you're still going to feel these uncomfortable and unpleasant feelings okay let me show you this uh, this the look on her face this the look on divorced women face right here when you live the good life uncomfortable and unpleasant feelings yep there it is right there yeah man <laughs> that's the look up that's the look right there i fumbled the bag and now and now I got to live the next 40 years of my life like this. And that's you. <laughs> Damn. And gentlemen, do not hold back and feel sorry for them. Do not. Yeah. Do, he says, eat, eat the cat food, baby. That's what that's your future. Yeah, man. Shout out to this brother right here. All right. Shout out to this brother. Guys. This is how divorced women like the first, don't let them lie to you. The first two years while you while she's stripping you and humiliating you and dragging you to court and hoping the judge comes down on you hard and using the laws against you. She's going to be winning her the first 24 months after that is going to be you're going to be winning. You're going to start winning after that. Now, if she doesn't drag you, you'll start winning immediately. This is why the divorce laws are why they are, because they know. You can get rid of her ass and just start a new family and start a new life. And she'd be out here struggling. So this is why they have to take from you because, you know, listen, I get why divorce laws the way they are, because we would be dumping women left and right and leaving them with kids and leaving them poor and broken destitute. So they need the money. For a short period of time, not forever. So this is the plight of divorced women. Ladies, if you have a husband right now and you think you're about to come out into these shark infested waters and win in life and get you a better husband and you want to turn in your. <laughs> you're not about to win. Most of you are not about to win. Anyway, do me a favor. Hit the like button. We're going to get a little belly deli in here. I need about 55, maybe 100 likes. Let's get a little belly deli in here and then acknowledge the contributors to the show. All right, here we go. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl, y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose, son. Let it. I know y'all see the football print. The football print go crazy. The football print go crazy. Come on, parabola. Come on, y equal x squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Shout out to the belly deli girl in the building. Hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Let it loose. Shout out to my friends overcharged me says, yep, we respected the teacher that didn't scold us. They would just sit there, arm, uh, arms folded and watch us clown and crack jokes until the jokes died down. And one of your peers said, chill out. Y'all, the teacher is waiting for us. Then we would snap back into shape. Yeah, uh, so there's leadership styles that we could talk about here and teachers and coaches. If you ever want to be a leader, a CEO, um, entrepreneur, you're going to have to learn leadership styles. And we're going to talk about that, why, why today's people, 
society, women, men do not want men that have leadership capabilities. And I'm going to go down a list of men that have tried to lead and ultimately got stabbed in the back. They got stabbed in the back, right? And people told them, no, we don't want your leadership. And then only to cry later, we wish we had a leader. I'm going to give you the names and we're going to show you the murals. A shout out to Callie West, Miami in the building. He says, it's a me sniggle, right? <laughs> Sniggles here. He says, I sent you a $5 cash app and gave PayPal one buck to show them we mean business. Thank you, brother. And he says, it's coach's money and he needs it now. I got money. My homie got a lawyer to fight for custody of his daughter. His baby mama got a lawyer too. His ex-ex lawyer says, I don't know. I didn't know she would get a lawyer. Give them both the buzzer. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, man, I'll tell you, man. So um, I've, I've been in custody battles like this. Guys, it's, you're burning money. And at any point, unfortunately, if she wants to do this battle, custody battle, it's going to cost you 10, 20, 30, 30K. 10, 20, 30K. Maybe 10K at the least, at the most, 30K. Maybe 40, okay? And uh, eventually, you're going to get a minimal custody schedule. You're rarely ever going to get full custody unless she's just despicable, right? You can prove that she's malicious, that she has a drug issue, that she lives with a drug-addicted person. I mean, you're going to have to really prove something to get a full custody, okay? But you're going to spend that money, and it's just burning money. And a lot of women know this, so at some particular point, she'll go in full bore. She might steal the kids, restrict custody, and then say, fight. And then what you'll do is say, I'm not about to waste. <laughs> I'm not about to waste 10, 20, $30,000 to get what I just had. So you'll wash your hands. You'll go. You'll wash your hands. And then they'll call you a deadbeat. They'll scold you for washing hands. It's almost a no-win situation. So his lawyer, he lawyered up. And he thought she wouldn't afford a lawyer, but all she did was duck sick a lawyer that was desperate enough for her to put her lips around his almond joy. And he working on contingency for that woman. And now that she's lawyered up, it's a zero sum game. It's a zero sum game. Soon as you put two lawyers uh, against each other, they're never rarely ever. I'll say rarely ever. They're rarely ever going to say, all right, let's bring this to a conclusion. What do you want? What do they want? Let's meet in the middle and act as mediators. They don't act as media. Lawyers act as bloodsuckers. Okay, that's what they act as. <laughs> so people, they're not mediators. What you want is a mediator, and they're bloodsuckers to an extent, but they want to kind of bring things to a conclusion. They might get you for an extra payment, an extra $2,000 here, an extra $3,000. Okay, let's work through mediation sessions. Oh, uh, we didn't bring it to a close. Give me another $2,000, $3,000. I've seen mediators do that. I've experienced that. But a blood-sucking lawyer, they're there to get their kids' college tuition paid for via you while you strip your kids' college tuition. They're in it for the long game. They're slow-pimping you. I'm going to tell you how a conversation goes. They're going to go like this. They're going to say, well, I talked to the other lawyer and your wife said X, Y, and Z. She's going to throw fire on the flame. He's going to fan the flames. He's going to throw another log on the fire. Okay. And then you're going to say, what? This chick is this, that, and this. And they'll go and trump up charges on you. Well, they say in this, this, they say in this, that, they say this and that, this and that. This is why you shouldn't have custody. What? What do you mean? What do you mean? And they'll go back and forth playing each other, playing you both for a fool. Mm. They're predators. Yeah, they're hella predatory. 
That's what they do. But listen, that's their business. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because I have a lot of lawyers that watch me. Some of you guys are despicable human beings, and some of you guys ride with the coach game because I'm giving them information that they spent a long time to learn um, on how to screw you. But, but with that being said, with that being said, they're not there to help you. They're there to help themselves. <laughs> and I'm giving you the information. If you ever have to lawyer up and they lawyer up, just be prepared. Open your wallet and ask yourself, ask yourself, is it worth spending 10, 20, 30,000 dollars? And is it worth her spending 10, 20, 30,000 dollars? How old are your kids? How long do you want to go through this battle? How long do you want to produce documents and evidence and get evidence against her, her getting evidence against you? How long do you want to do it? Or will you just go, man, fuck this bullshit, right? Either way, you're going to lose. The little bit of win and satisfaction you're going to get, because the, the, at the end of the day, what the judge is going to do is they're going to pull out a, a template. Or they're going to give you a template-ass decision. Ah, you know, after all of this fight, they'll bring the lawyers in the closed ranks. I don't know if you know, before you go to a hearing or a trial, the judge will meet with the lawyers without you being present. And they'll say to the uh, lawyers, because the judge was a lawyer, the judge will say, I'm giving you game here. So don't tell me to rush to the next subject here. I'm giving y'all some real game. The judge will meet with the lawyers in private. The judge will say, hey, uh, how was your golf game? How was lunch? Did you fund my campaign? X, Y, and Z. Then the, the judge will say, did you get paid? Did you get paid? Okay, uh, everybody got as much money as they possibly can. Did you bleed that? Did you bleed? <laughs> did you bleed them dry? Okay, are we ready to put it into this bullshit? Okay, cool. This is what I'm going to do. And then the judge will give a template-ass solution to your complicated, what you think is a complicated problem. All right, let's go ahead and hit them with Template B, template B, 50-50 custody. Um, we're going to have them split her. He's going to pay half of her attorney's fees, get you paid a little bit because she's going to bankrupt you. So we need to get you a little bit of money. Um, we're going to bleed his ass dry over here. He ain't got no more money left. We'll put him on child support, even though it's 50-50, right? Template B, 50-50 child support over there. And um, he'll be bankrupt in about three years. That's what the hell they do. And then they send them back out there. They send the lawyers to meet with you. Okay, this is what they're saying right now. And then the wife goes crazy or the woman goes crazy. And then you go, Shh, wow, money well spent. You're in the hole 30 grand. <laughs> On some template ass where you could have printed out at Office Depot ass cust uh, custodial agreement. You could have printed this shit out, template A, B, C, and D. And then they have the lawyers that get all official again. Judge puts on their robes, <laughs> let the proceedings begin. And then they say, well, after further indicating, here's my judgment. This is what I think. Then they'll go through their official bullshit and then they'll have one of the lawyers write it up. Hey, go ahead and write up what we talking about. The lawyer will go back to their office, print out template B. You spend 30 grand on template B, sign it here. The judge will sign it. And you think you did something and you ain't did nothing but pay the lawyers. I'm letting you know that this is the scam that you guys are doing. And let me tell you something. You better hope it's template B because if you get template C or D, you just paid 30 grand to lose. Mm. 
Okay. Now, if you go in there yourself, you could tell them to kiss your whole ass. All right. Because you don't have to participate in their little game. You could basically just tell them, kiss my monkey ass. All right. And do whatever the hell you want to do. You'll be lucky to see the money and just walk the hell out of there. All right. Am I able to go here? All right. Bye. That's if you got balls. Or you can play their game and not let them serve you. Not let them show, don't don't show up to hearings. Don't let, you, you can play their game too. All right, you're going to have to serve me. Uh, you're going to have to find me. Uh, you're going to have to extend it out. Extend it out. Let, let them play the game. Let them spend money if you want to. If she wants to fight, just make her spend money. Try to bankrupt her. All right, because she's going to go bankrupt. All right, they can't find your ass and they're going to try to, you know, violate your rights. Don't let them violate your rights. Don't fight them. I'm giving y'all too much game now. All right, it's, it's what it is. So this is, you guys have to understand that 70% of men go through this. 70% of men go through this. All right. The 50% of men that get divorced and then the 20% of men that stay for their kids. If not 25% that don't want to go through this. So you're, you're going to stay in a marriage that's miserable. She's going to file for divorce. You're going to try to buck it. Okay, baby, I'll give you what you want. And you stay. Uh, it's cheaper to keep her. Those are an additional percentage of men. Huh? Okay. Don't believe me. Don't believe me. And then eventually you just delaying the inevitable. Because at some particular point, she'll just get fed up. She's tired of sleeping in the separate bedroom. And then you're tired of sleeping in the separate, separate bedroom. And then she'll eventually just file a divorce anyway. Right? Mm. Anyway, where are the women at here? Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. It's the system. Shout out to uh, Venmo. Did I get all the PayPal's? Uh, Cali West, I got you. Mr. Sniggles in the building. <laughs> Straggle and Sniggle. Uh, let's see here. Kaylin says, what do you say here? Kaylin says, when it comes down to it, women aren't as special as they think they are. Even Beyonce got cheated on. Again, I think this whole idea of cheating and monogamy is the problem. Monogamy has its benefits, but the promotion of monogamy gives a woman a sense of, that they're super duper special, where you were special for a moment in time but after a guy's refractory period came back he realized you weren't that special mm. jorge zapata morning coffee cga women tell you that they want you to lead is a big fat lie um he says they just say that to make you feel in control all but all they want is a bait and switch on your ass he says when you're not watching whatever they say they mean the opposite shout out to the free agent lifestyle bros Again, actions speak a lot of them words, uh, especially in many communities. They say men need to lead. The minute you lead, and we're going to name names, we're going to show you what your fate is as a leader. Streetside says kids be like, where's the college fund, the generational wealth? It's tied up in the court system, kids. It's tied up in the court system. So a lot of you Boomer and Gen X kids or the results of products of Boomer and Generation X kids, your college fund and your generational wealth was squandered by your selfish parents. Because the highest divorce rates are boomers and Generation X to an extent. They are, they're still getting divorced by the, by the moment. But your generational wealth was squandered to lawyers, judges, family court operators, mediators, social services. Squandered. And he's absolutely right. Trying to prove a point. Trying to prove a point. 
Mikey likes it. Says he says uh, here paying tuition. Note to the nasty boys and CGA fans all around: get that passport and live your life. Expand your mindset. Spain, Thailand, UAE. Peace. Thank you for sharing that. A lot of guys don't have their passport. A lot of guys can't get a passport because you own child support. <laughs> you own back child support payment. But you guys got to get out. You guys got to get out of the house, right? You guys got to get out, live life, experience life. Men are meant to be trailblazers. Men are meant to be people who relocate for better opportunities. Women don't. They kind of stay there and wait for the barbarian to come in, and they go with whoever wins. But men have oftentimes had this go seek out opportunities. Your opportunities aren't in one space, right? Go seek out opportunities, man. I, the amount of people that never leave the Midwest, oh, I'm stuck here. My family's here. Man, screw your family. You can see them every day. You can send their ass a postcard. All right. I don't know why people have this certain attachment to family. Family is nice in theory. Now, this is when people be like, damn, this dude really hurt. But I love my family from a distance. But many of you people will be around your family and they're miserable. Am I not lying? You guys go deal with much of your stress and trauma in life have been the result of your family. I'm not lying here. People think, oh, my family's all cool. Y'all family be backstabbing each other, talking shit behind each other's back at the Thanksgiving dinner, cheating on each other. Man, please. Y'all act like family bitch. just be down for you. Now, in certain situations, they down for you. But you got families and cousins that don't even talk to each other. You got certain relatives that it's like divided loyalty. It's like a hate triangle. Well, I'm, I'm cool with this one, but I ain't cool with this one. But these are cool with this one. But they you got to have a damn Venn diagram. Where's my guy with the damn? Where's my guy pointing to the screen with that damn, he's got all of that thing here. You got to have a Venn diagram on who's cool with who at your family reunion. Man, I'm not sticking around that bullshit. I'm not dealing with that, bro. I'm not dealing with that shit. Man, family is cool when you're like from, you know what I mean? You're like, you're like from age five to like 16, maybe 18. Or <laughs> Other than that, after that, Shit, I'll see your ass twice a year at the family reunion. And if I don't see you, I love you. <laughs> anyway, and don't level up in your life. They're going to all, they're going to crucify your ass. Anyway, let's get back to the show. I'll get back to the cash apps. Man, get away from your family. I mean, they're, they're the, they, they handcuff your ass. You, your biggest hater is in your family or, or, or. They'll bring in a person that's not even in your family, and those are the ops. So you 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 good, you leveled up, you treating your family, and your niece's boyfriend is the op. Your niece's boyfriend, who is not related to you, who looks at your ass as a big come up, will come tell his homeboy, shit, CGA got it going on. He invited his whole family over there, and I went over there, and he had this, 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 this. And them dudes will come in and rob your ass blind. And your niece will give out all the information. Mm. Oh, yeah, he this and he that. Oh, he told me the security code one day because I had to pet sit for him. And they in your place. Oh, he out of town this weekend. Beep, beep, beep. They in there robbing your ass blind. Guys, it's not your family, but your family was the catalyst to bring in the ops and the haters. It happened to Sean Taylor, somebody just mentioned. Man, she it. 
So just because your family is cool with you doesn't mean that the people that they associate are cool with you. She. <laughs> you better watch your back. People be like, damn, coach, you paranoid. Hell yeah. I'm on some shit. I'm on self-preservation mode. Self-preservation mode. Self-preservation. Anyway. Yeah, the get alone, let me do this. I got a business plan bullshit. It's sad that we have to think, think of people like this. But again, I judge people on patterns of human behavior. I see stupid stuff happen like this, and then we explain it away. Oh, it was love, and it was family, and I can't believe family. Man, they in Memphis shooting each other over chicken at a family function. Please. Mm. Human nature is human nature. I, just because they're your family doesn't mean they're exempt from human nature. Just because she's your wife and your girlfriend doesn't mean they're exempt from human nature. People stab people in the back all the time. All the time. People hate on you all the time. People try to look for a come up on you all the time. And your family is not exempt. So get away from your family sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it's the best thing you can do. Get away from their ass. Get away from their judgment. Get away from their lifestyle and so forth and so on. Let's talk about when men try to lead. So here's the whole phrase. Um, there's some people that say men aren't leading. Men aren't leading in the community. So forth and so on. And then they'll say things like men need to do this, men need to step up, so forth and so on. Now, let me give you recent history of men trying to lead. You have one Kevin Samuels, right? Kevin Samuels was a guy who basically came up in a sphere and he used the sphere's talking point and he was eloquently be, be able to debate people and call people out on what they're doing. And um, as a result, they essentially publicly humiliated him and crucified him. Now, later on, I'm hearing his sound bites being used for people as humor and jokes, or they're saying, hmm, maybe he wasn't off. I'm having other people that are in the church, in particularly pastors and reverends, kind of talking about like Kevin Samuels was, right? And so when I say talking like Kevin Samuels, I'm just saying there you he was the he was somewhat the leader or the one that was out there. He wasn't originating the point. So I want to make sure that everybody understands that. However, since he was the most visible. You're starting to see preachers and pastors now jumping on that bandwagon, trying to correct the errors of the ways of the community, right? Now, what became of Kevin Samuels? Everybody knows what happened. It was the end, all right? And so now he's a martyr. He's essentially people that can say, oh, rest in peace to this guy. He was ahead of his game. Thank God he was here. But he tried to lead. And what did it get him? Stress, headache, hypertension, maybe potentially a plot to eliminate him. Where you could go either way. And now he's he's a memory. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther the King, Martin Luther, Marxist Luther the King, if you will. These were all men who stood up on their soapbox and they tried to present a picture to the community, a philosophy, if you will. And these philosophies were sometimes counter to each other. And many times, some of these movements, the Black Panther movement, were brought down because the leadership style that these men had, it was a little too aggressive. Well, you're going a little too hard on us. We want to participate in your movement. Many times when they opened up other people to participate in their movement, the movement was brought down. And sometimes the ops came in there and those people were brought down. Let me just give you an idea. Malcolm X was allegedly deleted because he lost faith in his leader 
because of the way his leader treated women. Women are always going to be the catalyst. The leader that he actually looked up to allegedly was operating in ways with women that he didn't agree with. And then the leader said, hey, we have to eliminate him. So it was kind of like a product of how men deal with women. It's the story of our lives. We segregate ourselves on how we deal with women. But he was taken down because people didn't like the way he led. People will say, we want you to lead. And then when you lead, they say, don't lead like that. This is how we want you to lead us. Well, you don't get to decide how I lead. If I choose to step up in front and be a leader, you can either agree or disagree. But if to shoot down the leader because you don't like the way he leads when no one else is stepping up to lead will cause other men not to lead. They'll take the back seat. Well, shit, look at what they're doing to all the leaders. Sometimes the leader will be corrupt. He will corrupt themselves or you'll find out they're part of a Marxist organization and they're saying they're the leader. But what they are doing is placating or they're becoming part of the problem. AKA a Jesse Jackson, AKA a Al Sharpton and whatnot. These people actually just pander to the people who partially are not called being called out to for being the problem. And what those people end up becoming is maybe they had a good reason to step up being the leader, but they're too scared to point out a part of the problem. They just point out one of the problems. These men need to step up. And then you point out, you say, point out these women too. And they'd be like, nope, no, because I, these, these people get me paid. So I'm not going to call them out. And so these leaders then get corrupted. And oftentimes they are still having a following, but only because they're pandering to a certain demographic that they are not leading. They're not leading them. And so men, people will say, well, lead like Jesse Jackson, lead like Al Sharpton, which is leading in weakness and deception. Sometimes they're just leading because it, pay, it pays them and nothing really happens. These people have been trying to lead for some 30 or 40 years. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. The situation has gotten worse. You have people in music industry, hip hop. They call out what it is. They get deleted. Some of these people have tried to lead the best way they knew, and they got deleted. Nipsey, Pac, Biggie. I mean, you could go down the line. Pop. I mean, these people have tried to become something only to be the victim of the crab in the bucket. Oh, these people are leading. Let's take them down. Let's take them down. These people are stepping out in front. And of course, you don't have to listen. One thing about leadership, you're never going to agree 100 percent, 100 percent with someone's philosophy. You might agree with 90. You might agree with 50 or 40. But a person's trying to actually make a difference. And you take them down and only to later find out, oh, that person was leading. But it's too late. He's just a mural. He's just a mural. OK. Um, not only that, they will use the reputation. All right. The character assassination. They'll look to destroy him like nobody's perfect. So I step up and lead, and there's always somebody to try to find the one thing that is my Achilles heel or the one thing that I messed up in. See, as a leader, you know that you're without, you're not without fault. But somebody who's so much of a hater will try to find the leader and say, this guy's doing well as a leader. Let's character assassinate him. They did that with Kevin Samuels as of late because they found a way that he lied. They found a way that he lied by omission. They found a way that he wasn't financially in the situation that he appeared to be in. And then they said, look, he's a fraud because of this. Now, he wasn't a fraud. He just had this particular point of his leadership where he failed. But that served him well. That actually allowed him to be the person he is, right? So this character assassination thing that we do far too often, especially on YouTube, is another way that simps, 
the opposition, haters, and or people who see your leadership skill, but they want to take it down. This is what they use character assassination. If they can't kill you, they'll kill your character. Okay, they'll kill your character and they'll find ways where you fail. I, as a leader, Coach Alini over here, in my spirit of Benito Luis Alini or my spirit of Elijah, I know that, yes, I'm not perfect, but I have solutions out here that can provide many men with freedom and not, not just men, women. But character assassination or public assassination or actual assassination is how they take down your leadership. Okay, let me go over leadership styles for you guys. Take a look at this. What is this going on over here? Let me reshare a screen because I was about to share my feet picture collection. All right. Here it is right here. Leadership styles. If you ever want to be a leader, you have to determine what leadership style that that best suits you in order to be who you are. Because otherwise, if you try to be something you're not, it's going to be people can see it. And so these are the type of leadership styles. I was a college basketball coach, high school basketball coach, AU basketball coach fitness trainer, I ran clients, people put me in leadership positions. And the way you get into leadership positions, sometimes you're nominated, meaning people say, you're the leader. Sometimes you're selected by somebody who says, hey, we like the way you lead. We're going to put you in a leadership position over these people. Or sometimes you could just assume the leadership position by kicking down the door, waving the full fold. Then you're the leader, right? So these are the ways you become a leader. Now, the style that you use can be different. There's a democratic style, which is basically like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to be the leader. But you guys tell me how to lead. Right. You guys get the vote. Your opinion matters. Then there's the autocratic style, which your opinion don't matter. All right. I see the vision. I am Thanos. Your opinion does not matter. Your opinion of me does not matter. So I'm going to just tell you guys what you need because I know better. All right. The laissez faire leader, which is similar to what our current president has he basically is just a hands-off approach y'all guys figure it out i'm gonna just go get my money and eat ice cream over here and let the these people do it new, 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 new world order. all right these people are the leaders all right he knows where his bread is buttered he knows where his gorge soros is buttered and then he just basically says my hands are off of this let me just get my money i got money all right you have the transformational leadership which is more adapt adapt to the preacher right? They're going to basically just inspire you to transform yourself into leaders. So some people might say, and I'm not dissing, you know, become a man. All right. It starts with the man. All right. There's people that have that. And I love these styles, but these people are basically trying to inspire you to become the best version of yourself so that then you can lead. So inspirational is the, the message here, the transactional leader. All right. Um, I'll lead, but what do I get out of it? You need to give me this, right? Quid pro quo is a transactional leader, a situation where uh, people try to make people buy their votes, a lobbyist, transactional leader. Okay, what are you going to do for me? I'll do for you. Um, like uh, the Jesse Jackson Jr. got caught up in this. Rob Blagojevich got caught up in transactional leadership where they basically were like, all right, if you want this seat, I have the power to give it to you, but you need to pay me on the back end. Well, this leads to corruption. This leads to corruption. Transactional leadership is going to lead to corruption because whoever has the most money is your daddy. And you guys basically nominate transactional leaders all the time. And then they're mostly laissez-faire and they mostly let people run roughshod over your community and claim that they're trying to help. What about the bureaucratic? All right, the bureaucratic leadership. Um, this is synonymous with the government overall. They basically just say, 
hey, we're the leader over you, which they're not. You're the leader over them, but you're so stupid. You don't realize it. All right. But you keep putting these people in position. All they do is put red tape over your ass and make everything long. Right. They make the process longer. Yeah, we want to help you, but we got to have all of these laws and rule books we got to follow to make this shit work. All right. You got to go through this law and this step. You got to go here, 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 here. These are the by the book leaders. You're going to lead by the book. The book says we need to do this. Well, it's a slow process. Justice is slow. It's a slow process. Getting decisions made is a slow process. You put 18 people in the in the path of making one decision. This is a bureaucratic leadership. It's This is ridiculously done. I mean, this is how we work it. And then the servant leader. All right. I'm going to be Mother Teresa. I'm going to be Jesus Christ. All right. This is the servant leader. Hey, I'm not I'm not in this for money. You tell me what you need. But oftentimes you don't get what you want because the servant leader gives to everybody. All right. The servant leader says there will be nobody above the rest. We all get the same piece of crumbs here. Right. We will all eat off the same bread. So we'll all get bread, but you're only going to get a little bit because I'm the servant here. Sometimes these people become corrupt. And then these people will oftentimes be like that pastor that's um, supposedly a servant over his flock. But he's got $90,000 of jewelry that he's getting robbed. And he's got a prayer closet full of designer clothes and so forth and so on. He didn't come as an autocratic or democratic leader. He came as a servant. And now he's corrupt, right? Now he's a transactional leader. With that being said, I'm teaching today. You guys have to determine what type of leadership you have, and it might be a hodgepodge of these things. But when a man steps up, he oftentimes does it more of an autocratic way. He says it's my way or the highway. And he realizes the autocratic lifestyle, the autocratic leadership, while it has its faults, things will change faster. Because I am the that I'm the last damn, I'm the last damn step. Okay. I can become corrupt. Yes. However, when I step up, I want to make change quickly. I want to make change when it's in my presence. A lot of women, a lot of women do not like this style of leadership. Even their bosses who are autocratic, they don't, they're not going to like them. But unfortunately, if you want to be led and you want to be alive to see the changes, you're sometimes going to have to be close to autocratic or somewhere close to transformational than anything else. So think of some of the men that are leading today. Andrew Tate, he's been nominated as a leader. He actually wanted to assume himself as a leader, but now he's somewhat nominated because young men are following him. His style is very autocratic. What are people doing? They're shooting him down. They're trying to find fault in him. And they're saying, no, he can't be the leader. Kevin Samuels, same thing. Coach Greg Adams, same thing. We're more like, hey, this is it. This is where the problem is. Let's fix this problem so we can move faster. People are like, no, we don't want this. We don't want this. This is where the problem is. We try to lead and they shoot us down. We try to lead and they hate. We try to lead and they character assassinate us. But we're trying to provide solutions as well. We're trying to fix the problem. And it might require a Thanos snap. It might require us to say, where well, you're nothing but an oxygen thief anyway. Or it might caused me to say you're part of the problem you need to address your part of the problem and we'll address this part of the problem and we'll come together and we'll make a change they don't want that <laughs> they don't want no parts of that this is why men will not lead because men want to see a change today we don't want to vote in change 
women want to vote in change and they overwhelmingly show up to the poll to vote in change. 60% of women show up. We need to change. They vote somebody in and then they realize, damn, these people didn't change shit. Hey, I told you to do Biden. Now we done lost a damn vote. We done lost a vote. That's gonna go to Trump. God damn. Worshiping these people like they're fucking God. Ain't nobody worshiping them. But God damn it, Chris. We need somebody in there with motherfucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> for he vote independent. type of leadership style she's wanting is a democratic style and she's desperate to make a change quickly but oftentimes she finds out the change doesn't happen as quickly because there's bureaucracy they find out that that person is a transformational person right she was a transformation transformational spirited person all he did was talk and then he backed out and he became either transactional or laissez-faire all right and so or bureaucratic and you're like hey where's the change what are we getting out of this well i can't change shit the way i said i was going to change shit I just made you vote for me democratically, but I really ain't in charge. Okay. So that's what people get out of desperation. But the autocratic guy typically is going to be a guy like this. All right. Let me go ahead and show stop share on this one and show you what happens to men who tried to lead here. Oh, I had, I had the right thing that I was sharing here. I had it right. Uh, anybody heard this guy, Bishop D T D Jakes. Bishop T D jakes um he's a guy who uh is a transformational leader which means sometimes he get caught up in um just motivating people but he also can be a transactional leader but he was put into the position of leadership and he ended up being a guy who was pandering to his constituency meaning he was talking to people about cre uh, solving problems but he was not pointing out problems on both sides he has a tendency to do that. And the black church has a tendency to do that. So they'll say there's a problem. They'll acknowledge the problem. They'll call out one side of the argument, but they'll leave the other side out. They'll say the men need to do this. The men need to lead. The men need to X, Y, and Z, but they won't call out the women's part of this one because he needs to get paid. Let me play a clip of his recent, as of two weeks ago, his recent, him his attempt to adopt the red pill lifestyle Take talking points that we've been talking about here for the last three, four, five, six years, if not more, and him trying to bring it to the audience that he panders to. Let's see the results. This breaks all sociological order that the culture we're living in now because we are raising up women to be men. <laughs> And you are not applauded for your femininity. You are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, mean, aggressive, hateful, possessive you are. And you are climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. 
I know you can buy your own car. I know you can buy your own house. But until you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. So stop coming home bragging to me about how much you don't need me and wonder why I shy away. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk back to me this morning. Okay, so here, here's what happened. <laughs> that would be basically me if he invited me to the church. All right, I have dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of videos of me saying the exact thing. Let me play a couple of sound bites that what to demonstrate what he just said, how it sounds like me. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. How about this? Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. How about this one? And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. How about this? So I could focus on my career. Yeah. How about this? I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. Yeah. How about uh, this one? Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. What, what about this? In these streets. All right. I mean, come on, man. We know what the hell happened here. He attempted to be the leader. He got put in the leadership position. He was a transformational, transactional leader. And he got put in the position. He got a little ahead of himself. He saw the he saw Kevin Samuels go to the side. And he said, let me step into those shoes real quick. Let me point out part of the problem. We pointed out the men. Let's point out the women. Let me show you the results. What happened to his ass the very next week? Okay, the very next week, this is July 17th. Here's his here's his sermon the following week. And of course, I don't know what his attendance looks like on a regular basis. But this particular platform shows you what his attendance was like the next week. Exclusive TD Jakes's church is now half empty after he bashes black women in his sermon. Let's go ahead and hit him. Let's hit him with this, too. There's his church right there. There's a portion of his church right there. This is him the next week. <laughs> After he delivered that inspiring autocratic speech of what these women need to do, they was like, yeah, bro. Uh, How dare you? Now, right now, we need to tell, we need you to tell these men to get it together. And now the next week, you know what his ass going to be doing? I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I bet you he got half the donations that he normally gets. Because the women is like, uh-uh. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all. I of bet that. you next week he's gonna be like, "Sorry for 2024." All right, look at this half empty. Look at this shit. Now I don't know what his church looks like. I don't know, but so it's unfair to really give a demonstration of what his attendance is like on a daily basis. I think he broadcasts his stream, so this could be what it is. The previous week, I have no idea. And I think it's kind of unfair to say his church is half empty 
because of the previous speech. However, however, this is a big building. And I would assume that his church is somewhat full on a regular basis. I wouldn't think that it was like this. So it could be a situation where they was like, hell no. This is what happens when you lead, but people tell you how to lead. You cannot correct women. And our society is in a position now where correcting them is not the proper form of leadership. You're seen as a misogynist. You How dare you? You are seen as this quote says right here, bashes black women for doing what? So I could focus on my career. They was like, we ain't having this. We're going to tell you how to lead. How dare you? T.D. Jake's Porter House is one of the most popular mega churches in the world. There was a time when tens of thousands of people would stand in line, stand online to hear Bishop T.D. Jake's preach. But that was before the mega church pastor began bashing black women in his sermon. Nowadays, the crowds aren't quite what they used to be. So he took a page out of the Red Pill or the Manosphere or the Kevin Samuels or whoever was popular. He, they probably watch me, guys. You never know who watches me. Okay. Um, and then it says right here, media takeout got pictures from inside TD Jakes's church. Did you say Jakes's this past Sunday? And there are tons of empty seats. And all of those empty seats mean the collection plate might lightly, might likely come up light. The image obtained by media takeout here. There were entire sections of the church that were completely empty. It's clear from our images that the producers of TD Jakes's live stream put all of the people in a single section so that in the YouTube stream of the sermon, the church appears to be full. TD Jakes recently went viral for making comments that many felt were disparaging to black women. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. And he downed black women for their independence and success. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Even in the face of racism and sexism here, according to T.G. Jakes, their struggle, the, their struggle made them like men. Their struggle made them like men, right? And so here it is right here. So I could focus on my career. He's trying to correct something that he sees is going to lead his particular group of people into decay. It's possible that T.D. Jake's poor church attendance was a result of black women protesting the controversial sermons. He says, and there's also a nationwide trend toward lower church attendance, which media takeout is recognizing. Let's listen to this. This is where the black church has failed. And a lot of men don't go to church. This is the only the only men that really go to church are men that have families that go to church and or blue pill matrix oriented type men. Right. Hopeless romantic. According to data collected April and May of 2020 by Barna Group. One in three practicing Christians dropped out of the church completely during C-19. Well, the church gave up the booty. OK, and I said this during the time. Uh, if you're a new viewer, just understand that I call this out. I have videos calling out the church. A long time ago, and I've invited preachers to come on my show, just like I invited PUAs. I said the church is on the decline. I said that in 2018. All right. But it takes a little bit of the knuckle draggers to actually acknowledge it. And they wait for the data. Men are not going to church. And then ch the church gave up the booty by following the state. The state said, close down your church. And they followed the church. I mean, they, they followed the state. So then you basically, the church is without teeth. Says uh, because in a normal situation, the church could basically say, screw you. We we are a church. We're separate from the state. We don't function. 
But the, then the state said, well, we're going to make you pay taxes on that money. And then the church starts shuffling. All right. Last June, the AP broke a story of many houses of worships in the United States that were shuttered forever, forever during the pandemic. New, 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 new world order. It says right here, uh, what's worse, church membership in the United States dropped below 50% for the first time in 2020, according to the Gallup data, uh, data dating back to the 1940s. This is going to make a transformational leader popular. It's going to be a religious waking at some point because somebody will come from the dust or the dirt, whether it's for Islam, whether it's for Christianity, they're going to come up and they're going to turn this around. And that's going to cause a shift. It says right here, a new IFS analysis using the American Family Survey suggested that religious attendance has declined significantly in the past two years. What has happened as well? Let me just be frank here. What has happened in the past two years? Men started listening to RP information more and more. You can't deny it. Men have opened up their op options of who they listen to, and many of them are social media influencers. They got rid of the pastors because the pastors were pandering. And then they went for a more harder core, harder, harder core autocratic leadership uh, lifestyle. And they've chosen to basically attach themselves to transformational leaders like ourselves. And then the women stuck with these goofballs pandering, and then now they're up shit's creek. All right, this is without a doubt what's happening. And then now they're over here listening to us. The women are over here listening to us. They're out here ninja watching me right now. They watch me more than they watch these pulpit pastor pimps. They watch me more than they watch these guys. And this is without a doubt. We have more access and grasp, grasp on the American population than these pulpit pastor preacher ass pimps. Somebody says, are they? What? Are you kidding me? Do not try to come in here and with that bullshit. All right. This is what's happening. These people come on once a week. We come on two and three times a day. And there's many of us. There's many of us. It doesn't just start and end with me. There's many of us. We come in six in the morning, eight in the morning, 10, 12, one, two o'clock, three o'clock, four. Shit, you can watch a whole damn day of men like me before you ever will go to these pulpit preacher ass pastor pimp ass people. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Don't be, don't get caught slipping. Did they watch Kevin Samuels more than they watch these preachers? Hell yeah, they did. Hell yeah, they did. Yes. It says, and, and look, guys, this guy tried to challenge me and the data's right here. This is how crazy it is. He's trying to challenge me and the data is right here. The share of regular church girls is down six percentage points from 34%, which is dismal in 2019, to 28% in 2021. Meanwhile, the share of secular Americans who have never or seldom attended religious services increased by seven percentage points. What do you think happened? Come on, man. They lost faith in these people who pander, pandering pulpit preacher pimps. And they went with people who had a more autocratic, faster solution style and was offering something more of a self-improvement lifestyle, like the free agent lifestyle, that was much more suitable to the modern times other than the pandering pastor preacher pulpit pimps. And less churchgoers mean less tithing. 
And a lot of these guys, the Creflo dollars start attacking Kevin Samuels because his pocket started getting lighter. And the same old, same old was not working anymore. So this is why men don't lead. This is why men try to come in here and try to say, well, where are they? Yes, man. There's women, married women watching me. Wow. (laughs) Wow. All right. Their husbands are at work. (laughs) See, the autocratic style is the order of today, just so we can get to it. The autocratic style is the order of today. People no longer are dependent on democracy to help them. It's too slow. Bureaucracy, Bureaucracy is too slow and it's too transactional. Let's go ahead and put this up again. The leadership style that people used to depend on, they have no more faith on. This is why people are following certain things. MGTOW, SYSBM, free agent lifestyle, MGTOW, did I say that? Red pill, Kevin Samuel lights. This is, uh, you can call, uh, uh, you, you go with it. Uh, master, what is Andrew Tate's, what is this lifestyle? The, the war room. Now, of, of course, are these lifestyles perfect? Are these philosophies perfect? No, but people are tired of the BS. They're tired of the bureaucracy, the red tape. They're tired of the laissez-faire, the fake leaders, the fake transformative leaders like the Obamas and the Bidens that promise and never, they, they deliver empty-handed. Or they deliver to the transactional which then you find out these lobbyist groups have more power than your vote. They're tired of these public servants, the Mother Teresas out here. They can't get no run. And they're tired of the, the um, they're tired of those people. They're looking for people that are going to get results and call people, both people out in their bullshit. That's what they, that's what people are overwhelmingly selecting. Now, what is that going to lead to? And then I'll get to the uh, closing point here. This is the closing point. What is that going to lead to? Potentially, you're going to put most people are looking to put their faith in one person's hands, which is not always good. But it's not always bad. Because at some particular point, the autocratic leader is going to say, I don't care what you think of me. And they're going to have more people follow them. And then they're going to make a change either socially and or physically. And it could lead to the wrong person getting powers in their hand. Okay, But this only happens when people don't want to be called out, when people don't want to correct and they want another side to correct. Same thing with Republicans and Democrats. The Republicans are saying these are the bad guys and then the Republicans don't want to correct themselves. Same thing with the Democrats. Well, the Republicans are the bad people. The Democrats think they're perfect. It ain't going to work. You need somebody to come in and call both people on their bullshit. Same thing with blacks versus white. Same things with women versus men. Same thing with so forth and so on. You need both people to actually come together. Normally an autocratic person can do that. But if, the, if one side says we're not going to listen to that guy and character assassinate the guy, false allegate the guy, they actually bring down his philosophy. You have haters on the men's side that come in and hate on the other people that are bringing up leadership. You'll have less men less likely to want to lead. And that's my closing point on that. Let's get to the contributors. Because what Generation Z man says, I want to be like CGA. I want to be like Kevin. I want to be like... T.D. Jakes. I want to be like Andrew Tate. They want to be like that for the money. They want to be like that for the status. But they don't want to be character assassinated. Neither do they want to be hated on. So they're most likely are going to be like the weak, spineless, yellow, jellyback men that women are allowing to lead, but they're not really allowing them to lead them. Hey, it is what it is. And you can like it or not. You can like it or not like it. 
you can like it or not like it, but learn to love it. Mikey likes it over on Vimo. He says, here to pay tuition. Note to the nasty boys of CGA. Oh, I already, got, already got that. We on Cash App. So a lot of brothers are expressing themselves on Cash App. I got to catch up. Where are we at here? Uh, same thing. Let me just give you another example. Same thing happened with Derek Jackson. Was his name Derek Jackson? Derek Jackson was an example of a leader that was a transformational leader, but he was not calling out both sides. He was only calling out one side. And then his ass got caught being a transactional leader. And uh, his ass got exposed and manipulated, right? And now his ass is trying to clamor and keep his audience because he was a fraud. He was actually doing opposite the way he lived. That would be like me saying, hey, don't get married. And I get married. That's what Derek Jackson did. Okay. And so these people follow because they're not getting called out. They follow the Derek Jacksons and they say, we want him to lead like that. We want you to talk to us like this. And then these people often get caught up being a fraud. And the people who put their faith in them. Because they weren't getting called out, often down, they're walking around with egg on their face with their solutions not being solved. Mm. Waiting on the other side to make all the corrections while they stay the same. Nah, no, 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 no. Shout out to Jay Flo. He says, for the she won't throw in the towel defense fund. Oh, that's true. Shout out to the coach gang. I have a, I have a, actually thought about this. I was like, she'll be trying to sue me even after the kids are well through college. You'd be at the courthouse trying to sue me. All right, shout out to Brian Horsley uh, for the usual suspect funds in the building. Uh, Mr. Stewart is in the building. He says, the nasty boys unite. I'm a five-flapper coach. Shout out to you. I got money. You can hide a lot. You can hide a lot on a five-flapper. All right, and get some things. David is in the building. Delicious David. Shout out to you for your contribution to the fund, the rescue mission fund. We're rescuing men. Kunta, the silverback, says, thanks for being steady, Eddie, with the facts. Great work. Thank you, brother. And I'm not perfect. But I be hitting y'all with the real facts. We don't play over here. Playtime's over. Playtime really should be over. Gemini Ryder is in the building. Thank you for the, the numbers you gave me. Sitting this one out, brother said 40 to 60. Eat a monkey simp of the year. Mm. Never pay nobody that's 40 or 60. All right. Uh-uh. Chris. Christopher, Zen, PayPal will rob and dox you warned. Yeah, I'm about to disassociate myself with PayPal. Um, what's going on over there? I see what they're doing, and it's not. It's not in my best interest. Uh, who is this in there? Dorian B says, LOL, the cup prints go crazy. The cups, the cups print or the FUPA print, right? Cali West Miami giving us over on Cash App. Sitting this one out, Danny Boy 2. Can we toss it up? He was tossing. Yeah, Danny Boy, too. Okay, we talking about these people making great contributions to our arts. <laughs> Never really try to really disassociate yourself with a group of people because you don't like the way they function, right? So you might say the Skittles community, this and that, but you also have to know that they've made great contributions, especially for the small group of people that they are. And there's probably more of them that be, you know, they have a movement trying to become want people to become comfortable with who they are so there's people who you think aren't that and they're functioning as what you think they're that they're hetero until they show you how good they can sing and they be like 
I'm no longer gay anymore. Where's that guy? I ain't gay no more. I've been healed. Remember that guy? I love that guy. So they may get great contributions to society, right? So you can't dismiss them 100%. You can say, though, you know, where's the dude said? I'm delivered. Where was that guy? I got to play that clip. I ain't gay no more. They actually did a follow-up on him saying how his life not ruined. Uh, life got ruined. I'm not gay no more guy. <laughs> oh, here we go. I am delivered. Oh, we got to show it. <laughs> oh, God dang. Hold on for a second. I got to show it, man. I got to show it. This is one of the most, the, the, the best clips ever. Here we go. Do you believe that the Lord tonight has set you free? Yes, sir. Turn around and tell those people. Tell them. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. I don't like men no more. I said I like women. Women, women, women. I said women. I'm not gay. All right, let me stop, man. Let me stop. So again, I'm giving I'm giving y'all props. I'm giving y'all props. Like, look, y'all can't just be putting down these people because you don't agree with their lifestyle, all right? Because they bring a lot to the table. They bring money and stability and, and economic flow and arts and, and other things. I love that guy. I love that guy, man. They did a follow-up on him. If you guys want to see it, just look him up. They did a follow-up on him and show how his life has changed since that moment with viral. Classic. Love it. Where are we at? Drizzy Dread in the building. Dre, I think. Dre the Machine says, how about them stacks, big man? All right. Uh, we can't. I don't think you talk about Essing for a stack. I can't show that. Sigma, uh, sorry. Sigma Pip says uh five now he says nothing all right shout out to the brother that donate and say nothing jones g td td jake suffered the consequences of truth yeah being a truth speaker is not good in our world because people like comfort they like to be lied to shout out to jack vendetta says the scriptures blueprint for true male leadership oh yeah well yes that's that it's there it's there but of course we now look at these scriptures as misogynist and behind times and it's tough it's tough to be a leader if you want to be the leader in a church and whatnot because the church if you are a speaker of truth um the church is going to ban you for not being progressive so it's a little bit difficult uh oh so i owe somebody some money over here uh oh i got money i see i got a invoice over here i need to pay somebody they chips so somebody says, what question mark? You mean on my conversation about speaking the truth using the scriptures? No, not in today's world. You cannot. You cannot speak the truth with the scriptures of the day. I mean, they're going to find a way to wriggle out of it. Somebody says, what you say, Willis? Uh, do you think I'm not being truthful? I don't want to stay too long on it. We're at the two hour and 13 mark. I mean, I don't know if you want to debate on it. You might want to send a super chat, but you can't lead that way today. You can't leave that the way today. There's actually guys who say that they're pastors, right? Um, and they have their own form of leadership, and then they will be called out. Like, let me just say this, like um, Pastor Dowell. Shout out to Pastor Dowell. 
Pastor Dowell is not a pastor how you think he's a pastor, right? Everybody thinks Pastor Dowell that he's a Christian pastor because he's a black man and he has he looks like a Christian pastor, right? But he's not. He's an Israelite. And um, he has his own church and his own following and flock and whatnot. All right. Now, Pastor Dowell uses the Bible. And he used the Bible text and he used them very, very, if you will, um, um, what is the word? Very to the word, by the point, to the point. He doesn't wriggle out and he doesn't say, well, in the current time, Pastor Dowell comes right in, wham, he hits your ass over the head. And he says, the scripture says this. Pastor Dowell gets torn up. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally. He uses it literally. And this guy in here, He's sitting out here arguing with me, and I just showed you a pastor who basically lost half his flock trying to tell the truth. This guy's still arguing with me. <laughs> He's still trying to tell me I'm wrong on this one. Where, what are you at? Now, he might, you, might, you might be sitting here. Oh, man, I'm going to have to ban this guy. I'm going to have to ban him. Not because he's commenting, but you're, you're in here. <laughs> You're in here literally trying to argue against me, and I just showed you the proof. Okay, It's okay. I'm going to have to time your ass out. I'm going to have to time your ass out. But I'm letting you know. I just showed you the truth. Now, you can keep in here arguing with me with this bullshit with your no-picture-ass page and your hotep name, but I just showed you. Now, you might go to a little church where you got 50 people in there and you guys are all in your flock trying to hang on to your scriptures as much as possible. You could try to do that, but your 50 people don't make an impact in this society. So y'all sitting around reading your scriptures trying to operate in the Bible and you got 50 people in there and y'all broken poor and all your curtains are hung up by thumbtacks. All right, I ain't hearing it. I'm not hearing the bullshit, all right? Your church building don't have no air conditioning in it. And you got more men than women in there, and the women ain't listening. The two women you got in there ain't listening to anything you talking about. So stand down, fall back, and realize that I'm not sitting here trying to disrespect your 50 church flock with all you men listening there, reading, talking about how, what y'all going to do. Meanwhile, your, your neighborhood getting shot up left and right. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh my god you got one you got one air conditioning unit and it's split between two damn rooms you got it positioned in the wall so this room can get some air and this room can get some air i don't want to hear <laughs> with the with that being said man we gonna have to let me see here oh you guys deleted them we got bots in the building with that being said, man, we're going to get out of here. We're going to be back this afternoon. And, of course, nobody's perfect in here. CGA's got to do what he got to do. Let me check the last PayPal's and the last. Okay, yep, we got everybody in the last cash app. Make sure we got it. Hopefully, he cash apps me for disrupting my show. Aaron says, Coach, you really upped your stream since the move. I want you guys to pay close attention to that. When you get space, when you make a move, thank you, brother. I want to thank you for that one. But um, now I can focus on my career. So I can focus on my career.
many distractions are not here. And even though I try to actually help people in my move process and make people's lives better, I do have one distraction that I seem to can't get rid of. And it was because I wanted to be a legacy ninja. And uh, my legacy ninja decision has been causing me problems from here on out. But um, even with that distraction, um, I don't let it get away, get it away from my production and my happiness. I'm actually happy in the position that I'm in now. And now I can focus on delivering greater, true, greater information. So thank you, brother, for being here. And now I got to get divorced. <laughs> I got to get divorced. I got to get out of here. Shout out to the coach gang. Timestamps will be up later. Appreciate y'all for being here. Ladies, thanks for being here too. Send me some feet pictures or become a member of the 10 Toes Up gang. Shout out to the coach gang. And we out of here. Let me leave you with something here. And here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.